Hello, everyone, and welcome to the L2 Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Lucas Curtelli, and with me, as always, is my friend, Luca Moya. How you been, buddy? I feel like I just got drafted into the NFL with one of It looks like right it. it yeah, looks honestly, like when it. I was putting on this hat, I had to wear the hat because my hair is not the best right now. And I went into the, I have a, I have like kind of like a bin with all my hats and stuff. So I'm like, okay, screw it. I'm like, I'm just going to pick one out. I picked up like three all Pat's hats. I'm like, okay. Of course. Like, Whatever. Of, of course. course. I was like, you know, hopefully maybe I can pull out a Jay's hat or something like that. But I was like, <laughs> You know, I was like, screw it, let's just do it. And I look like I'm, be- I'm getting drafted. The only thing I'm missing is the jersey. I just got the hoodie today or the sweater. Mm-hmm. That's um, after. But... You're at, you're in the media right yeah, now. You're answering a couple true. questions. I just uh, ran so... my 40, my 40 time. Yeah, I just ran. <laughs> a little bit. Uh, so, but it's been going. Have you been watching the combine a little bit? That, yeah, like... I see a little clips here and there. A couple guys running like the 4-2 or like the big men running like a 4-3-8 or something Crazy. like that. It is. It what is. do you think you can run in a 40? <sighs> I'd say maybe like a five, five, two, maybe five, two, you know, I think I, I, I want to set the bar a little high. So when I like hit like a four, nine or a four, eight, I'm like pretty proud of myself. You know, I, I think I would get below a six, but I wouldn't break four. No you don't way. think so. Well, I, maybe I, we have some YouTube content uh, coming yeah. out to a 40 yard dash little combine. We should just do the combine. We should just do the combine. And, uh, and but here's the happens. thing. We need capable like throwers and like, what are you talking about? What capable? No, throw? but you know, like the one where they gotta run down the straight line, like look each way to like. Catch oh the yeah, ball. no, we that need, one like, three or tough. four. We need like three or four guys who can actually throw the ball like pretty good. Yeah, you know what uh, I mean? Not yeah. Bounce it off our heads. For sure. No, yeah, we would need a whole. That, uh, I'm just thinking about it now. It takes a lot of money and production. I don't know if we're quite there yet, <laughs> but maybe we'll do some verticals and some 40 yard dash and see what happens. Yeah, but yeah, we'll see what happens. There's another content piece for uh, the L2 Sports podcast. Well, uh, let's get into it. Um, we were just on the topic of football. You've been playing so, a little bit of a rec football yeah. yourself. I see the clips on Instagram. I see it on Nick's uh, Instagram stories. How's that going? Because I know you said you were going to hang up the cleats after number 12. Uh, hung up his so yeah i saw you make a couple throws you're looking like the guy uh, uh the stuff that you're wearing right now so how's that going buddy it's going good uh we had a we actually had a play-in game yesterday so basically it was like the winner moves up to division two wow and the loser stays in division three mm-hmm. um we lost so <laughs> <laughs> And it was a tough game, you know, it just wasn't our night. Um, can't score 12 points and expect to win a game. Yeah. So that was kind of the first time uh, all year we kind of had some adversity, but it's okay. We stay in Division Three. We're 4 0. We ended up winning. We had to play two games. We had to actually play the playing game. And then whatever division you stay in, you got to play. Play that, that night. Game. Yeah. Play that night. So we ended up playing a Division Three game. We won that game. So we're looking good. It's, it's good. It's it, it, the division is getting more competitive. I think, like, even like, with you and hockey, like you're going to talk in a second here, like beginning of the year, you're, you're trying to like get a feel for things, especially because we've been off for so long, like yeah. COVID and all that. And then now, you know, teams are starting to figure it out a little bit, like a team that was so bad early in the year. Like you can see now they're starting to pick up wins, starting to score more points and mm-hmm. some teams that were pretty good aren't doing as good. So definitely getting more competitive. But again, like even in hockey too, like I've spoken to people like, yeah, we beat this team seven, one, first game of the year now it's like a three two yeah. game that's exactly that's exactly yeah. like what has happened to us because in our men's league we, we're the young guys we're versing a lot yeah. of, of older guys who've been in the league for a long time and uh, my buddy put a team together of like all of our buddies so we're 21 to 25 
versus like 40 and up 40 and up. And they have a couple of young guys sprinkled in there. And the first couple of games of the season were, we're killing teams and they're getting like, it's getting out of hand because like, we're so much faster, a little of this, as the season goes on, these guys start bringing more spares in. They know yeah. how to play us. You know what, yeah. you know what I mean? They know like, start bringing who, the ringers to watch. In, eh? Yeah, bringing a, a good goalie for the game against us and stuff like that. So we're in playoffs now. We just won our first uh, round yeah. robin game uh, last night. Six five. It was a battle because we only had ten guys uh, oh, on the ice. So, but like the getting into it, it's like I got I at the start of the season I was into it. And then yeah. the COVID break happened for that month, and now I'm slowly getting it back, slowly getting the hands back and stuff like that. And I was having this conversation with my brother the other day. We were watching. Uh, my youngest brother play a playoff game and like organized hockey triple a and like all the hitting and the scoring and like just the atmosphere. Cause the crowd was packed in Richmond yeah. Hill and stuff like that. How much do you miss like playing organized oh, sports, man? Like the routines, like you eat your meal before you go to the warm ups with all your buddies and like just getting hyped up for the game, like your rituals and all that. Did you have any rituals? Um, I had a couple crazy ones. Mm-hmm. Um, it was really weird. It was just like one of those things where I would just kind of get the ball and just kind of literally, I'm not even lying. I, it would be like here to here, shoulder to shoulder. And I would just do this yeah. get the ball for like 20 minutes in the car, back and forth, back and forth, just keeping my eye on the ball. Um, and then really <laughs> watching Brady highlights. That was always a, a thing. <laughs> yeah, I had you to told do. me that. One. <laughs> yeah. It's so it, I wasn't, it wasn't anything like too crazy. Like I wouldn't have to wear special socks. I wasn't one of those guys mm-hmm. who didn't who didn't wash their jersey if I had a good game like I wasn't one of those guys I just kind of just went in focus and like I've always trying to keep like the business side of it like you get like the players who always get hyped before the game they're listening to music they got the airpods and I'm kind of reserved like I was just kind of to myself focusing trying to get ready for the game so that part I missed there's always stuff that you look back at you're like when you were playing like man I wish I was you know, in football, let's just say like in, in my sport, like, man, I wish I would block, I would block better. You know, I yeah. wish I would, I would run faster. I wish I would, you know, sell it a bit more because when you're out there, you're getting kind of lazy and you look back at it, you're like, damn, like what I would do just to suit up for one more game exactly, and just run into someone like, you know, yep. and, and you miss that. But I mean, touch isn't the same. You can't even throw mm. a block. Man. Yeah. It, it, I it, dove it, the other day and they, they almost called me a flag, like safety reasons. You can't dive for the end zone. I'm mm-hmm. like, Oh, Jesus Christ. I forgot. I don't have shoulder pads and a helmet on to yeah. do that. So it's, you know, it's because I'm watching this triple A game and like the big hits they're throwing yeah. and like, oh, yeah. and just the speed of the game. I'm like, I just remember like going out like on a Friday night after school and like everybody would come watch on the Friday night at seven and then you would go out after someone's mm-hmm. house and stuff and like just getting like the atmosphere of the crowd. Um, the ritual I had, it wasn't really, again, like you said, no socks, no, like not washing yeah. the jersey, all that stuff. Or Cindy Crosby's jock he's been wearing since Adam. Um, <laughs> for me, it was just like, it was songs. I had to listen to okay. like a certain amount, the certain songs in order of like when I packed my equipment, when I was walking to the car, in the car on the drive there, I, depending mm-hmm. on which game I was going to, I had to get like these songs in okay. into the ritual. And every year it changed like what I was feeling that at that point but I had to get the, the certain type of song. So I yeah, miss the it. Songs, yeah, the songs would it. get me hyped up. Don't get me wrong. But I wouldn't be one of those guys jumping up and down going, oh, oh no. Like I wouldn't do no. that. Or like yeah. banging your head off the glass or something. Uh, like. Come on. Me and my D partner, when I played D, we had that. Like before we ran out on the ice, we'd literally like smash our heads because like we called each other the bash bros when we were kids because we okay. shut it down. So I miss it, man. I miss it. And like you said, I wish 
every time, I'm like, I just want to suit up for one more organized one game. More. It's yeah. just not the same in the men's league and the rec leagues and stuff like that. No, no. Let's talk about some real sports now. The Leafs. Uh, we're going to be updating the, the situation pretty much every week until the trade deadline to see what actually happens. And we're going to have a trade deadline show. So yes. one little topic here. Jack Campbell, Peter Morazic still struggling. They both lose their games uh, last week. Uh, Jack Campbell was in the net last last Saturday versus the Vancouver Canucks. Gives up, I think it was five goals and an empty netter. They lost uh, six to five, six to four. We talked last week. We're looking at a, a defenseman or a forward. That whole debate. Has it shifted now for you? If you're Kyle Dubas, are you looking at a goalie? And I want to throw some names out there that I was I was hearing a. Well, today and on Sunday, Braden Holpe, because Dallas has Ottinger now. Hugh Dobin is in the minors for Dallas. And then I heard this name from Frank Cervalli today, Mark andre Fleury. What are your thoughts on that? Um, maybe New Dobin, if, you know, they get they take a shot at Klingberg, maybe they can send him the other mm-hmm. way. I don't know how much value that would add on Dallas's end. Like, okay, you want New Dobin? That's an extra second-round pick. Like, it's not going to be like one of those players where it ups – the value of the trade that much so maybe you can see them swing for that you got to trust in jack though i feel like it's every year lucas where it's like you know what they trade for a backup they let the backup play better than the starter they let the starter go that guy becomes a starter and then in two years oh you know what he's actually not that starter let's trade for another backup and just have this cycle going yeah. they've done that a couple times and you have to commit i think now to jack campbell for the rest of the season at least he's up for a contract um, if you're Kyle Dubas, like, I don't want to be rude or anything, but like, you're probably, you're not liking it, but at the same time, you're also thinking, okay, his value has gone down just a little bit. Um, and so we can save some money as if they were going to sign him early in the year. Like we both said, get in the room now. And I think uh, this goes to show you that, you know, sometimes patience is really the key to these negotiations. So I think you stick with Campbell and Mrazic. I mean, you're not going to go out now and start trading for flurry. Like yeah. really realistically, right? If you're a team like Colorado or if you're a team like, let's just say Tampa and Vasilevsky goes down, knock on wood, then okay, you're in panic because well, you're like, you know, we got everything clicking. Everything's going, all we're missing is that elite goalie. Then, okay, you go to do that. But is getting Flurry instead of Campbell going to push the Leafs over the hump? Like what? what's yeah. the goal here? Is the goal here to win the cup? You think Flurry over Campbell makes them a legitimate cup contender. I already think they are a cup contender. Do you think that they push them over the hump and they can take out teams like Florida now, yeah. take out teams like Tampa? I think he's good. I think he, he could be a better option come playoff time because he's proven he's won a cup. He took another team to a cup final. But I don't think it's like, oh, you get Flurry now. Okay, now our chances skyrocket. We should yeah. be the favorite in every series. It's not going to be like that. I think you stick with what you, what you get and maybe you know try to improve the guys up front, maybe down the lineup or the guys that are protecting Campbell on the defensive mm-hmm. side. So that's where I would go. I wouldn't go start trading for top end goalies for one year. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. When I heard flurry, I kind of got a little excited. <laughs> I was like, well, let's make sure, that work. Right? If yeah. flurry comes back in the blue and white, I'd be ecstatic, but I think you'd have to put another team in that deal uh, yeah. to retain some of the salary. And it's just so hard with the goals. Cause we don't, we, we don't know that Jack Campbell in the next two weeks could just go on another run and have yeah. a 940 save. Like he had that at the start of the year, or if Peter Morazic just something clicks for him and he's starting to save pucks at like at a decent pace where you can rely on him going into the playoffs. But if you're Kyle Dubas right now, you're like, your goaltenders are allowing four or five goals a game right now. And you're trying to make a run for the playoffs. You got to be a little worried. And 
maybe check in on some of these guys. Like Braden Holpe has, I know he's not what he was with the Washington Capitals, but he's still a capable, capable goaltender for two months down the road, maybe can get you a playoff win or a playoff series win. And you don't know what's going to happen there. You know what I mean? Like look at Hugh Dobin when Dallas went to the playoffs. He, he caught fire. Ben, ben Bishop went out and Hugh Dobin was really the story of why Dallas got all the way there because they had goaltending with Anton Hudobin. So he's in the minors right now. I don't know what the package is for him, but Flurry, I don't know if that's going to send him over. Like you said, I still think you need to look at a forward or a defenseman to see if like you can bolster that up and maybe can settle in maybe Jack or Marazic uh, to maybe make some easier saves. Because realistically, I don't even know if, you can get flurry. Like, it's just, I don't even know if he wants to come here. It's I think that so has to be a big to aspect. Yeah. Yeah. Like, is he really willing to come here? Is he going to pull the Jason Spets and be like, if you trade me, I'm going to retire. Like, yeah. just don't trade me or don't wave me or you have to trade me to this team or I'm just not going to play. So it, it, it would be, it would be crazy if flurry did come, but I don't know if it's going to happen. Stick with the forward or D we need one of those. Yeah. People don't realize that there's two teams in a trade mm-hmm. uh, and there's also somebody else. I could just pick up and say I'm going to retire. Like players, <laughs> yeah. players have so much, especially now. where he is in his career right now. Yeah, I mean, you st- I mean, if you're Flurry, why wouldn't you want to come to Toronto? I mean, it's probably your last shot at a cup, maybe. Yeah. Um, but again, like, oh yeah, retain this. Let's get another team involved. Yeah, it's so easy to do that. Like the cap yeah. space, it gets well, like you have Buffalo or Arizona, and like, let's look at this. Like, if it was going to happen, like. Chicago's in a rebuilding stage right now. They're not looking to win in the playoffs. And I don't think they're going to even make the playoffs this year. So maybe you move Mrazic in that deal for Flurry and somebody else. You give you get rid of Mrazic's contract for next season. And you bring in another team. They slide in a draft pick. I think the Leafs' first-round draft pick would have to get thrown in there as well. There's so it's many moving parts, so but so many, yeah. I I'm mean, you would like to see it because you're a Leaf fan. You're like, yes, oh, yeah, maybe we'll do this. Chicago, it's let's move this guy. Let's move this guy. Yeah. We'll send him this. We'll send him that. Let's just have Flurry between the pipes for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Um, spotlight moment. Can let's we do, do it. it now? Let's do it. Okay. So, spotlight moment. You guys know we have these. Um, I don't tell Lucas. Lucas does not tell me. I was having a not a debate, but I was having a talk with my friends the other day, and we were thinking, okay, for like McDavid, Matthews, right, Dryside, all these guys, you know, Hart Trophy mm-hmm. candidates and stuff like that. And I and I said to them, and I and I was thinking to myself, yes, McDavid is the best player in the world. I think Matthews is is getting closer every year. I think he's just getting better. Like his game has rounded out nicely. Like he's yeah. not just a, yes, he's the best scorer in, in the league probably. But also the little things he does on the, the defensive end, right? Um, you know, the way he, pe- he his vision has improved, I think. So if there were a trade, <laughs> listen, and this is just a speculation. These are just like one of these random things. Matthews and McDavid were the key pieces. And I said to them, how much more you honestly think Toronto would have to give? Like, do you think Matthews and a first would be enough? I, for like, McDavid, probably, yeah, wow. probably, probably not. I don't you think so. You have to go Matthews, maybe, maybe a defenseman. Like I personally, if you give Matthews and Riley to Edmonton for McDavid, you think that goes through? Cap, cap, cap situation. Okay, whatever. Like cap is no out the window. Okay, out this the is window. Just, like, we're playing NHL here, and we yeah, just got to make that green bar. 
that green exactly. bar click. Values wow. all the way up. How much extra do you think the Leafs would have to give if they wanted to swing McDavid and Matthews included? So if you're looking at it this season, I wouldn't say a lot because McDavid is, yeah, he's still probably having. No, you got to look to the future of it. Like, this is like. Mm-hmm. He's having a hard choice. Like Matthews is having a hard trophy candidate season right now. Like he could put 60 goals and 66 for like. 120 points this year he could or get over the threshold of 100 points and he's doing it on the defensive side whether it's face-offs whether it's defensive zone coverage plus minus all this and that and he's scoring like big goals and pretty much dominating the league right now just the way the players that he's doing it against like you're playing against nhl players and he's just making them look like dummies which we've seen mcdavid do a hundred times plus this this season matthews (laughs) riley and you could also say what the team needs. Like, if Edmonton needs a defenseman, like, what would you say, like, if they need a goalie right now? You you throw Matthews and Jack for McDavid? Yeah, I, I'm asking you, I, I think, honestly, it would be – I think if, if you swing Matthews and and Riley and maybe, like, maybe, like, Mraz, like This is the thing, though, right? Like, you're getting McDavid. What people don't understand is you're getting McDavid. But how much do you think you'd have to sacrifice to get? Like, I think Matthews and McDavid, like, we're talking about NHL career mode bar. It's pretty close. Maybe Matthews in a first, I would have to say. You think that would do it? Or Are Matthews? You, don't say this based this on is hard, bi- biases. I'm like, well, like, if you're Edmonton, what, what are you asking with Matthews to come along? Are you asking for Riley and Jack? You think that's enough? Like those three? And yeah, at that then, point, that's such a lopsided trade. You think you're getting a hundred points in Matthews plus a, you could put a fifty-point defenseman and a starting goaltender for okay, one so guy. Matthews, I just don't think that's realistic at all. Matthews and Riley for McDavid. You think that's a fair trade on both sides? I'd say Matthews and like two picks, maybe. Maybe you Matthews in like Riley. a second. Matthews in a second and a third. You're not budging Matthews on Riley. A eh? No. They're too close. Like, you're getting two centermen. You're switching yeah, what centermen. About, what about, like, Matthew Sandin and, like, a first? Yeah. I would have, I mean, not the first. I'd say maybe Matthews and Sandin. You get a prospect defenseman and probably McDavid, McKinnon, Matthews. Like, so that's what I'm saying. So Matthews is very close to McDavid. I would say, McMath- like, that bar, like, if you see the bar on, on NHL, like, it would be like this. You know yeah, what I mean? Very close. And then you would throw in like maybe a second or a first to like nudge that bar up to the mm-hmm. even. Uh, for, well, it's going to be a late pick anyways. It's right? going to be a late pick. Still, it's still a first round pick. It but is. That's, that's a crazy. crazy. De- <laughs> you and your friends debate the craziest things, man. Like that I doesn't do. even cross my mind. Like, yeah, McDavid's going to be a leaf as soon as his contract is over. I don't even, we don't even need to trade Matthews. It's going to be first line <laughs> Matthews, McDavid, and Marner uh, soon enough. Uh-huh. In we're the future saying, for the Toronto Maple Leafs. We're also saying, and I was saying too, like, I, I'm sorry. I don't know what it is. I don't want to go heavy on the hockey talk here, but like, yeah, okay. just going to put this out there. I still, and I've said this to you like years ago, I still don't buy dry side. I don't. Really? After the, uh, two, probably two hard trophy candidate yeah. seasons? I don't know what it is. I, I, I like top 10 player. I guess it's kind of blasphemous to say he's not, but I don't think he's top five. I think Matthews has leapfrogged him because if you would talk, see the standings last year, it'd be McDavid, McKinnon, dry settled, then Matthews. Mm. I think Matthews has leapfrogged him for that third spot. I don't think he's top and five. I think I could even think that you could put Matthews in front of McKinnon right now. 
this season? I wouldn't. I would say this this season, yeah. Maybe this season, okay. Because yeah. I, we're looking at season. You can only go on what you like from yeah. what happened yesterday. You know what I mean? At this point, it's McDavid and Matthews. Like, who do you want on your team? I'd still want McDavid or uh, McKinnon. See, I'm not. I'm still not. It's, even, it's I'm tough. not even being biased because I would Matthews. Oh, I know. Is they're pretty much the same type. They're two different players, but I think Matthews has a little bit more of the scoring edge uh, over McKinnon than. Uh, yeah. So, wow. That's a debate for another day, Luca. We'll, we'll get it one is. of those when when we're in the summer and there's like nothing to talk about because the MLB is still dead. in a lockout. <laughs> we'll throw out those debates. Um, we're gonna get to that MLB lockout just quickly on the another Toronto team, the Toronto Raptors. They're slumping a little bit since the All Star break. Two and five, uh, since the the All Star break. Fred Van Fleet has been out uh, since then as well. Uh, Markel Flynn has been playing big minutes Malachi. for them. Malachi, pardon me, big minutes for them. He's out now with, a, I think it's a hamstring injury. Um, Scotty Barnes was playing at the one yesterday. Are you comfortable with that? No. Come on. No. Trying him in I, different spots here. I get like, it. You I know you're seventh asked. in the East. You're still battling for a playoff spot, but still, you got to try some things when two of your point guards are out. You don't want to go to your third string guy. He's a passing big man. I, that I respect. I mean, mm-hmm. out of the post you know, in the lane or whatever to kick it out or something like that. Sure. You can develop into that. I think he's right now um, in his rookie year, you can see the potential of him becoming that, you know, yeah. playmaking big guy, like power forward. Not, I'm not sticking him at the point. Come on. I mean, I get like, it. When I was I reading up the stats, Luca on, on the score, it literally said, Scott, it said Barnes bracket PG bracket. Yeah. That's this. I get it. You're desperate, but, but no, you don't want that going forward. Uh, at least in my opinion, it's just gonna stunt his development. Like just, but really, get, you uh, think it would stun his development? I think it would just give yeah. him another tool in the toolbox. That's all. But if he's, but you, run, you can game. run throughout. I know it's not his game, but you gotta like throughout the season and throughout a playoff series, you gotta change things up, give teams different look. Yeah, Fred Van Vliet takes up takes out the ball maybe sixty percent of the time. You give it to Pascal some of the times. Now you have. An, another option in Scotty Barnes to take up the ball and run a couple plays with him at the point. I don't know. He's just not a guard. Like, man, like, like that's like saying Jokic. Is LeBron a like, guard? Le- LeBron's everything though. Like LeBron is, is, is I, I guess that's not a great comparison, but still. I'm saying like, okay, Jokic as a point guard, great passing big guy. That's still, that's still not point? a great comparison. Oh, they're big guys that you're putting at the point. Jokic is a, is a five. Push. Scotty could play a three or a four. He could still play okay. the five, but he, he's still more agile than I think Jokic. I know. I, I just don't want him playing point. Like, okay, for, for this, fine. He's yeah, hurt. For this stretch, I think they got to improvise a little bit. Whatever. I guess, I guess you have to. I mean, I'd rather someone else, like, just put a guard there and just, you know, play just with run. a one or a two. What yeah. else is just play with, with your wing guy and, like, and your point guard and just flip the guards like someone has the ball, but like you're not going to go into a playoff series and put Fred on the bench and put you know Malachi on the of bench. You're not going to, you know what, Scotty, saying... you lead this, you lead this unit out now. No, yeah. I don't like that's not going to happen. I, I'm not, yeah, I'm not saying that they're they are going to do that. I'm just saying for different plays, you're in the second quarter, there's eight minutes, you run a couple plays with, with Scotty at the point. You can run it too. Uh, I don't know, I, I'm not going to agree with you on this. I can't. No? I don't want him at the point. Just it's just again another tool in the toolbox for Scotty Burns fourth overall pick. Maybe, a little maybe bit of development. Surprises. He gets surprises. Well, hey. you never know. But he they had got a great started. game. He double double nineteen and twelve last night. 
Yeah, he's a great player. Great player. They got to start hitting their free throws, man. Jesus Christ. You watched the game the other night? I'm no, like, I didn't against, see it. Against Detroit. Yeah, but Detroit, there's yeah. just a curse with Dwayne Casey. Those I get guys it. can't yeah. swing, but I think they're like three and nine uh, since Dwayne Casey's been the, the head coach of the Pistons yeah. and they've played. So they are. <laughs> there's a curse. There is a but curse. But they got to start hitting free throws. Like it, it's ridiculous. I think they are like one of the bottom of the league in, in free throw percentage, which. <laughs> At the at one point in the Raptors with Demar and Kyle, they were at the top of the league in free throw percentage. And Kawhi. And Kawhi. Uh, but I, I just remember those Demar days. Demar went to the line. Maybe he had eighteen free throws every game because he would always go to the line. And he'd make sixteen of them or seventeen exactly. of them. Like so. Pascal Siakam's been struggling a little bit. How big is it for him? I know we said Scotty Barnes stepping up is the one, but how big is it for Pascal to step up with Fred and Anobi? And now Flynn out uh, for him to drive this team. He's the star player. We've said it. He's got the contract to back him up. And he's still, we, we were coming into this all-star break saying Pascal could have been in that game if circumstances had it. But now he's struggling a little bit. He needs to carry this team. He does. I mean, they're paying him to be the franchise guy. Um, I've, I've never been a believer in Siakam. I've told you this multiple times. I've told people that I've talked to multiple times. I'm just not a Siakam franchise guy. Yes, he can be an outstanding number two. Mm -hmm. I'm all for it. Okay. But Fred to me and Siakam, they're great. They're all-star caliber players. Yes. But I'm, I just, I don't like Siakam as our number one scoring option. There's too many times where he comes up too small. And when you want to give the ball into Siakam's hands, he's not, he's not, I'm sorry. He's just not a good free throw shooter. I don't trust him at the line. And then late in the game, you want to put the ball in someone's hands. You either want to go to the, go to the rim. It's either you make the bucket or you get fouled and you go and you to, you shoot two free throws. They're called free throws, man. I don't know how many yeah. times you guys see this. Like, and there's so many times where he comes up small, they give him the shot. I just, for me, I, I don't like him as the guy. Per se, he's not like a killer, like a Jimmy Butler. Like not a lot of guys are, and that's not his fault. Okay, but I just would love to see him as a number two. Mm-hmm. But it's tough now because you can't always get that killer mentality kind of guy like Kawhi. He's not just gonna fall into your lap again. You know what I mean? Like, sure, I would have loved to have Demar. I would have loved to have Demar now. I mean, yeah. he could have been the number one, and then you have Siakam as a number two. Fred shooting threes like that—that that would have worked. But and Scotty at the one. Yeah, and okay, stop. <laughs> and <laughs> number ones don't fall out of your lap. And no. I just don't think Siakam can be that number one and carry this franchise like they want him to. And this is for me is that I think the Raptors need to start to lose a little bit and start to build up those lottery picks. You want them to tank. I you? want them to tank. We need when is the Raptors? They're like, too good to tank, man. They're too good to tank. I know they're too good. They, yeah, because they have like the they're not, they're not like number one, but they're also and that's not- why I hate that. I hate being in that li- that that spot where like you're gonna win w- maybe one playoff series mm-hmm. and you're not gonna get a lottery lottery pick. Yeah, it just blows my like it's like the Minnesota Wild effect. For so many years, they came in eighth place every year, never got a lottery pick, losing the first round. What's the yeah, point of that? You're just stuck there. You're stuck. And just with the per- like, and it's so hard for them to attract free agents to attract the number one. They got to look for trades and like make big deals like they did for Kawhi to even have a chance at a, at a number one. So it's hard. And I just think that the key for them to find another one is to draft and develop one. 
And maybe Scotty Barnes uh, could be that guy a little bit down the road. We're going to end off the show here, Luca. Some baseball talk. We ended off the show last week with some baseball talk. But this is not the, the good type of baseball talk. This is like the crap baseball talk because they are still in the lockout. And a couple of weeks ago, uh, they did not reach an agreement. So we will be missing the first two series of the 2022 Major League Baseball season. Um, I was reading uh, an article just before this about uh, some of the things they have been discussing and pretty, pretty interesting things, not for this season upcoming, but for the 2023 season, these things might be uh, implemented and I want to get your opinions on them. They might ban the shift, which I like more offense. You're going to get more offense, a pitch clock at 14 seconds, a base runner clock at 19 seconds. And they've rejected the robot umps and they might make the bases a little bit larger. There's also more like logistics, like just other stuff regarding to cap, whether it's like bonus pool money that the owners are willing to pay to the players, uh, international draft capital, like how many, how much they can spend on, uh, in the international draft and all that kind of stuff. Um, but they're still at a deadlocked as the article said. So, uh, no, no really, uh, light at the end of the tunnel. Uh, is that what this, this lockout is about? All these changes? But, but that, was the CBA, no, but, you know. no, but that's what it that's what the CBA, the collective bargaining pardon me, the collective bargaining agreement between the owners and the players. So the MLBPA and the Major League Baseball, the owners, Rob Manfred, have to come up with a deal based on pretty much everything, whether it's money they're willing to pay the players, uh rule changes yeah, okay. for the players, all that stuff. So it's all about money. with the Let's history. Yeah. With the history of baseball and the amount of lockouts we had and what we just went through while we were in school and COVID and how long it took for them, they could have had a 162 game season that year and been the only sport on TV and, and ratings would have went through the roof for baseball. But again, two sides who historically never get along. So what I just said, what are your opinions, band shifts, pitch clocks, base runner clocks, all that um, stuff. The shift, I, I think it's dumb. Like, who cares if they shift, man? It's a, def- it's a defensive, like, mm-hmm. strategy. Like, really? Like, come on, what, are you going to ban bunting next? Like, really? I mean, like, it's just... It's I think they should defense. They should ban uh, aggravated shifts or aggressive shifts. When you put, like, four guys on one side of the well, diamond. Learn how to hit oppo, bud. Learn how I, to hit oppo. I know. I like, know. What you, like, seriously, though. Like, why, why can't you shift? Like, if I want to shift... At the end of the day, if he does hit up, I'm screwed. It's a triple or a double at the very least. So I, whatever. Okay, that's fine. The shifts, what do whatever they want. The robotic, uh, robotic umpires. I agree with. I I like the human or a robotic aspect. strike zone. They were saying as well. Yeah, no, no, I don't like that. I don't like it at all. I, I like the. I, I guess it's tough, but I like the a bit of controversy. Like. Don't get everything. Everything doesn't have to be perfect. Like mm-hmm. it's, it's it's humans at the end of the day. Like what, nobody's perfect here. Okay, you're you're behind the plate. Ball's coming in at 95 miles per hour, and the ump he makes a, a tough call. Makes a tough call. Like that's mm-hmm. just part of the game. You're not gonna get robotic guys throwing flags in football and doing tripping penalties in hockey and like. Imagine in soccer, the most controversial sport in the world, having like the VAR already. Yeah, VAR already sucks already. It already sucks. It's made the sport worse, and I didn't think that was possible. So, no, no, no. The base is being larger. Like, 
sure man make it an extra four inches or whatever like do whatever you want like I think, which like, i don't understand like what for so like the the guy like makes it more clear for the umpire if he touches first base or easier for the runner uh, to get down to first or second or third like <laughs> i actually what? don't understand like there's not like it's not like there's like so many collisions at first where it's like okay it's a safety thing we have to make yeah. it bigger so you don't step on the guy's ankle mm-hmm. like <laughs> well that's like, like the unwritten crazy? rule of baseball like these yeah. guys they know that running down to first that you got to watch for that guy's ankle and oh, for sure. you're going to have your collisions, obviously errant throws going ever, no matter how big the base is, those things are still going to happen. No, they are. And like, you know, like how in school, I don't know if you, when you play like softball or whatever at school, like they had that, that like long rectangular base. Oh, it was like the like orange and the, and the, the orange and the thing. Okay. Yeah. Maybe if you want to stop collisions where it's, there's not a lot of collisions, yeah, but, then like extend, but then you extend, but then you, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, the, the the first baseman baseball, stands on one man. side. It's baseball, man. It's a professional sport, Luca. I know. How I much agree. can you change it? That's. It's been doing. It, baseball size, has man. been going like this for years, and now all of a sudden, in 2022, we're, we all of a sudden need to make the bases a little bigger because we're getting a little bit too. Like I don't even know if there is too many collisions. There isn't. I mean, they already took out the the home base collision. That you yeah, where you can't even slide into second. You can't even slide into second now. Like, like the I, aggressive I, 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 slides. Come on, that's part of the game. That's it being a gamer. Like when you, it's just the Chase Utley one was so brutal. I know that was really bad. So bad the way he took him out, and then the guy like tore his ACL too. I get it, I get it. But like, you see, like non baseball fans, right? Like they would probably love that crap. Like running into a a catcher full force. Like, have you seen the ones like back in the day? The guys didn't even slide. They would just go and like hit you, like full on deck you. Yeah, like I love that. Like, watch out, second base. You're not even. You're not even trying to score at that point. You're not even trying to get the bag. Like, you know, you're gonna get out. Just deck them. Make sure the guy first is safe. It's like in hockey. It's totally different management style. Okay, we need a bruiser to put at third. Like, we need a big (laughs) body to run into someone. Yeah, now they need a big body at second base, uh, so the guy just doesn't die every ground ball. They got to turn a double play. So I know. Um. I miss baseball. I want it to be back. Too, we should yeah. be watching spring training right now for the Toronto Maple Leafs, but we're going to have to Jays. Uh, Toronto uh, Blue Jays. Matthews can hit some bombs, maybe. We'll see. For sure. Seems like for sure. I would think so. He's a he's a jack of all trades, that guy. That's well, why we're he's talking a Toronto about Maple. him like he is. He probably, he's probably like just a one-sport kind of guy. Eh? Like just. I want to quickly touch on this. Next season for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Yeah. Would you make – Austin Matthews, the captain. I was no until JT leaves. Like he, he should be next in line. I think because there has like remember the Joe Thornton, Joe Pavelski. Yeah, but no, you don't do it to a guy like that. I don't think. No. Okay. I mean, because like, I, I think I, I personally before they even named the captain, I think he should have been the captain. Yeah, me too. Outright, and I yeah. don't know if that whole scandal with the the pants and the thing he did with the security guard had anything to do with it, but I really thought he it was gonna he was gonna be the captain. Yeah, but. me too. Uh, before we, we leave, did you hear about the Calvin Ridley news? No. What is the Calvin Ridley news? Is he on his way to he the got, No. He got suspended for the next season all year for betting on football games. And you wanted this guy on your team, eh? I did. I did. Well, you know, I still do. I think he's great. But he <laughs> apparently he, he went to Twitter. Listen to this. Goes to Twitter. And by the time people listen to this, they're going to already know the whole story mm-hmm. and all this stuff. Like, it's already uh, all over social yeah. media. He goes... I don't have a gambling problem. I only bet fifteen hundred. People are like, buddy, you bet fifteen hundred dollars. Like, first off, why? Like, just give it to your friend and have him do it. 
Oh my goodness. Uh, and number two, he threw away like what, 10, 11 million dollars because on a fifth year option, you, you, there's no signing bonus, right? Like on yeah. a fifth year, if you exercise it. So um, he threw away like 10.5. So everybody's like, that is the worst betting odds. 1,500 to lose 10 million. Oh dude. my goodness. But when he comes back, like when he comes back, whatever, like he'll play out that contract, like he'll play out the fifth year. But, but he still, bet like, on football games, he not bet his on own. The Falcons, dude. But he bet on his own games? But, but this is the thing why I don't understand it. And like, I'm not, shouldn't he not be allowed ever back so, in the league? So this is what I'm saying, though. He bet on the Falcons, but last year he took time off. Don't you remember for personal reasons? Oh, he yes. He wasn't even playing. So I'm thinking, but if he's not playing, why can't – and there was no evidence of insider information where the Falcons were throwing games and stuff like that. Like, there was no evidence of that. So if he's not playing wow. in the game – why can't he bet on the team? And and it's a known rule that athletes can't bet on. No, the you team. can't, you bet, can't on, bet on. And that's on. fine. Like that's been a rule. But I just find it so crazy to me how he bet on his own team. But he that's crazy. It's it's an insane thing. So he's out for the whole year. Because oh, I'm thinking he's uh, he's he's on the sideline swiping through Betway. He's like, right, you know what, Calvin Ridley plus two, he's, plus two fifty. Live today. betting, he's cashing out. <laughs> cashing out right doing. away. He's like, oh, Matt Ryan threw an interception there. I don't think I gotta I gotta cash out on yeah. Matt Ryan's. Uh, over yeah. that is hilarious oh my goodness but like that would be crazy like yeah, if he doesn't get like because if you bet on sports like you should be banned like we've seen that before so well, the guy didn't get into the whole thing because of it right exactly. uh, pete rose uh, for yeah. betting on sports so crazy that is crazy news crazy news well i guess that wraps it up we want baseball to come back uh but no timeline in sight uh, for major league baseball you can listen to the L2 Sports Podcast on Pocket Cast, Radio Public, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. Also, subscribe to our YouTube channel at the L2 Sports Podcast. Make sure you look up podcast. L2 Sports Podcast on YouTube. Watch our two dumb faces uh, on camera. Uh, for we got a couple episodes already out, so this one will be out pretty soon. Follow Luca at Luca.moya12. Myself, Lucas Cretelli at LucasCretelli23. Thank you guys uh, so much for Luca. I'm Lucas. We'll see you guys next week.